0: Of Phil's Hour of Power. In this very special throwback episode, we get to sit down with the one and the only Rye Villa. So this was actually the first solo interview I did after episode number one. And Rai is a dating coach and also a pickup artist as the kids would call him and he is just a very fascinating human being i know pickup artists have a negative connotation but really what Ride does is he spends time with men who want to improve their relationships with women and he teaches them to break out of their comfort zones to form authentic interactions and go and face their fears to achieve the great success they possibly can within their relationships so Rai came out to Bali to hang out with a few friends of mine and me for a month. And we got to kick it and go around and really just break through these these boundaries that we have within our minds. Um, this was one of the best investments I've ever made in my entire life to get to spend time with Rai. He's also a really authentic and amazing human being. I really appreciate the way that he looks at pick up or dating and the interactions and and facing your fears because he really believes that when you go and you start to face your fears, what you're really doing when you're going to talk, talking to strange, beautiful girls anywhere is you're, you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're also trying to get to a place of authenticity, your most authentic self as quick as possible. So how he sees it is as a way of forging yourself within the fire you remove all the impurities of your personality as you begin to put yourself into these situations. So, with that being said, this is an awesome conversation. Rai is an awesome human being. I'll have different ways to contact Rai in the description. And I highly recommend all of you guys out there to say what's up to Rai. He's a dope dude. Enjoy. Bye all right so welcome welcome back to the podcast right so we were actually just on this podcast and (laughs) one of the mics had (laughs) the mics had a dead battery so okay yeah we got to start over so um yeah yeah so so rye is visiting us here in bali and he's doing kind of a workshop with us um just about just it's basically our dating coach right so (laughs) we're, we're hanging out we're going up and talking to random people and then you're kind of teaching us about the art of interaction between men and women right so um Yeah, so so some of what we've been doing is going on the beach, just kind of talking to random people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so you've been doing this type of coaching for Mm -hmm. quite, for how long now?
1: It's been about three years, I
0: would say. So
1: professionally for two years, but uh, prior to that, I was sort of... uh, interning myself <laughs> so right. to speak like I did kind of experiment on a few different guys and right. I realized like because um, I knew that I was already good at this right in the community that I was involved in I was like the, mo- the most advanced guy mm-hmm. right and, uh, within a certain Asian demographic right and so uh, I you know people would always ask me tips and stuff like that and there is that whole sort of thing where somebody can be good at something but it doesn't mean they're a good teacher at that, you know. For example, I have friends that are good at uh, surfing or good at business, but they can't really break it down to somebody else to digest, right? So I was very curious because I was very good at the skill set, but could I really, you know, coach guys through this, right? So I, right, I yeah. took like a few guys on board, and then I realized they're like, man, you're really good at explaining this. Like I never, I've watched a lot of videos and books on this, and I'm still confused. But after you explain this and coach me through these mindsets and gave me these challenges like it all came together right so then I realized like I have a natural uh, talent I guess to coach guys and to work with them one on one
0: or in groups to to in order to overcome this and you know get this area of their life handled right yeah, yeah. so can you tell us about um, the first few guys that you took on and how that how that experience was
1: yeah yeah okay so well I'll tell you about the first guy I took on uh, professionally because that's an interesting story right so the first guy I took on professionally he was a virgin and he was 27 years old going on, about to turn 28, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, he knew about me. We were involved in this uh, like pickup group and everything, right? And uh, he had taken these other boot camps. He take, I think, two other boot camps? Okay. One, yeah, he took one boot camp, one sort of like super conference seminar. Uh, I think he bought some products online from like some major pickup companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who spit out know, products every three months and uh yeah he tried like everything basically right and i think he had this one dude who mentored him for like two days as well anyways he didn't get anything he wasn't even getting dates he wasn't getting obviously late because he's still a virgin right but he knew about me he really trusted me i've actually gamed with him a few times he's like mm-hmm. you're the best dude i've ever seen like in the middle of the daytime just pulling girls off the street right And i was like all right yeah so uh prior to that he knew i you know took on a few guys who got good results so he said he really Trusted me in order to you know at least overcome this area, right? Mm-hmm. And he he told me before this he was very depressed. He, he thought he might be thirty years old and still a virgin. He felt like there was some sort of block in his heart too, like something like even with guys or you know having this kind of area not handled. It's like. Sort of being stifled in life in general, right? Right. Like something's wrong with me, maybe. Maybe freak. Definitely understand that. Yeah, self esteem issues, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, like an energetic block, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I coached him, and no joke, right? We have this even filmed because I, you know, have him film the dates and the approaches and stuff. On the second session we did, he got laid. He got laid from it, so he, he met this girl, got her number, I think it was two or three days later, had her out on a date, and then he ended up having sex with her, right? And it literally just took two sessions with me, and he'd been trying this for years. Like, he'd been trying it for three years with other companies and stuff, and I go, man, this is like magic. It's, I, mean, I knew it's not magic, but I knew what I was coaching was already good and valuable, mm-hmm. but it was just amazing to see in action, a guy who had been trying this and who was a virgin, maybe considered like the hardest case, right? Went through other programs or whatnot, and was like giving up on life, so to speak, and then just to like magically—it's not magic, but you know—in order to see those like huge results in such a slow time, right? And then by the time he finished the program, he ended up having sex with like five girls or something, and then right, he ended yeah. like dating one, he liked one of them that he really was into long term, and the, like various like uh, you know Asian girls, a French girl. It wasn't just like one type, right? Yeah. So, which is pretty cool, right? He was just mind boggled that this was possible. And he said that uh, people in his, uh, he worked at a, uh, let's call it a very high-end hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a pretty decent job. And he said that everyone at the job was like, man, you seem different. Like, what's going on? Like, you're very confident. You have a glimmer in your eyes. He's like, oh, yeah, man, things are just going well these <laughs> like,
0: days. He didn't
1: really delve into it so much. Yeah, but imagine no,
0: yeah. be glowing after that. You know, yeah. like, these years are probably just, like... Yeah. Uh, that must be a very challenging place to be in as a 28-year-old. Exactly,
1: exactly. And so, uh yeah, he's, uh, you know, I realized that at the end of the sessions, he actually, like, broke down and cried and gave me a big hug and said that I was, like, the biggest mentor he's ever had in his life and uh, that, uh, you know, anything he could do to help or whatnot, right? That's when I realized that... I have a very deep sense of satisfaction doing this kind of work because I'm changing lives I'm helping people overcome their emotional blocks, perhaps, or their mental thought loops and patterns that are holding them back in life in general, right? right. So it's a very deeply
0: satisfying kind of work. Right. Um, and that's yeah. when I was like, yeah, I really want to do this full time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see the, the overlap into m- many other parts of, of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of like you're kind of like a father figure. You're like you're like, you're like, you're like what a dad should do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's pretty funny. So uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel more as uh, I'm parenting children in a way. Right. <laughs> that's a very good analogy. Right. So, uh, oftentimes in life, I don't know if you notice this in certain areas in business or Mm -hmm. fitness or whatever it is, right? It's kind of like you have to parent yourself as if you were a child, right? Because maybe you want to go home, you want to eat those cookies, you want to order that pizza, turn on that Netflix series that you've been, you know, watching and binge out, right? But then you have to sort of have that father uh, voice in your head where like, no, you're not going to do that. Not getting the cookies and the fucking chocolate until you hit the gym, you know, you do your hour run, you lift the weights. So, the same kind of thing, right? You have to parent yourself, so it's sort of my job to be that, you know, parent figure sometimes in many respects, right?
0: Right. So it's yeah. like it's a constant internal battle, right? It's like pushing. Right. Uh, as I was kind of saying before, it's like there's like that film that's mm-hmm. in front of you to pushing into the unknown, into whether it's doing that last rep in the gym right. or pushing yourself to talk to that beautiful girl on the beach or yep. pushing yourself to go into the unknown within business or within right. your own life to go travel that first new country. Exactly. So it's it's this, this fear barrier that's so challenging to get mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And you're actually one of the first coaches I've had in general in any oh, aspect. Cool. And now I've just kind of realized I want coaches in every aspect that's important. Um, right. Business, fitness, everything else. Because right. it's so important just to push have someone else push you through mm-hmm. like, um, like when I'm in the gym I'm not going to push myself to do this final three <laughs> reps that I can do and it's also that right. that um, that mindset shift of being like my, my body will actually break down like, I can't do it mm-hmm. but in reality I can't I just need mm-hmm. to believe I can do it yeah for sure coaching I mean in any, many respects I mean look
1: at the guys that I've coached like the story about the virgin I mean it's very arguable that he would have never gotten laid or maybe hired a prostitute or something and right. still would have been depressed his whole life, right? And that totally changed his life. There's many stories that, you know, of guys I've coached like that. And then if you look at, uh, yeah, any area, like a lot of guys I don't know that are good at business or any sort of thing, like they had at least either they got coaching or they, had, they were lucky enough to be um, in proximity to some mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could kind of learn. They're, it was a friendship or it was yeah. a sort of win win thing right they They both gave each other value, so they're not almost no one is successful without a coaching or a mentor or something like that, a mastermind group or yep.
0: whatnot, right. right? So Yeah, so when yeah, you you called up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, for example, when we first started going on the beach and, like, mm-hmm. that first time, I was like, okay, go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't want to go talk to this random girl, like, right. on the beach. And I, a million excuses come from my mind of why <laughs> I shouldn't do it. Because, right. oh, you know, she's probably busy. Oh, she has earphones in. Oh, this, oh, that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, my brain will create an excuse. Right, right, um, right. But then I do it. Mm-hmm. and then I start moving my feet and I just walk mm-hmm. towards, I know I'm going to say I just walk towards her, right? and I just do it again and I do it again uh-huh. and I do it again and then it just becomes more natural and I feel more natural because right. you know like when we're hanging out or if I'm hanging out with my family, my cousin was just here and we're hanging out, we're talking, mm-hmm. you know we're we're cool people and we're just hanging out having a great conversation anyone would want to be in this conversation because we're, mm-hmm. we're all like unique souls you know we're unique right. individuals who mm-hmm. yeah, enjoy life with mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like and just getting to that point of comfort so that you can kind mm-hmm. of bring that out on demand yeah that, I, that's yeah. where it kind of right 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 i think it's uh we talked about this before it's sort of like
1: cultivating your true will right mm-hmm. so it's kind of like this like uh there's a hot girl over there i want to talk to her but but blah blah mm-hmm. blah but uh i don't have my good t-shirt on she looks busy all these excuses pop in your mind right mm-hmm. but the more that you get your feet moving autumn as soon as an excuse pops in the more you get your feet moving over there saying hello Getting that sort of uh, habit ingrained, opening up that circuitry in your brain, right? The more it becomes natural, as you mentioned, it's sort of uh, the more you're acting out of like you're being assertive, you're being masculine, you're really acting on your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But the same sort of um, attribute could be applied to business, right? Like I want to open a business. I want to start drop shipping. I want to, you know, open, uh, uh, you know, for example, I'm very good at coffee making. Mm -hmm. It's one of my passions, right? And so I want to open a cafe, but... Starbucks is around there. there's all these excuses that will pop up right yeah. but the more that you have that self-belief you have that action-taking you have that um, assertiveness right to handle your own life and to be proactive about everything in your life fitness business women the more that it carries over right it can carry over into other areas as well
0: yeah. right and I guess the excuses are really just protecting you from your own vulnerabilities right, right like right. from from exactly. being in a vulnerable situation which can when you're throwing yourself into the unknown and it can go wrong Exactly, but like uh, Timothy Leary said in a very uh, good uh,
1: quote, he said something that you have to put yourself in a sort of chaotic state of vulnerability in order to improve and inform yourself, right? So there's never, it's sort of like I mentioned to you guys, you have to kind of forge yourself in the fire in order to come out sort of on the other side, right? Um, it's pretty much like that with anything in life, right? You're doing public speaking, you're doing business, you're going to have a lot of hardships. Nothing really comes easy. There's a process of, uh, like, the hero's journey, right? right? You go through these challenges, but then you come up, you know, a better person with new insights and, you know,
0: sort of a process of ascension, kind of, so to speak, right? Right, yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, and the, the thing is that it, the more you yeah forging forging yourself in the fire right mm-hmm. and the more the more you do it the easier it becomes and yeah. and that's the beauty of it. and that and that's not just in this that's mm-hmm. also in fitness as well and everything else which is really just like it, yeah. it's just a really nice thing because if if you do just sit around and you don't push yourself into these possibilities of unknown then you what are you really going to achieve except for yeah. the idea of what may have been possible exactly which, exactly and like when I first started getting into this exactly true. Um,
1: you know, I was never good looking. I never had this massive social circle of, you know, hot girls that some people might have, right? And so I really had to be proactive. I really had to change my mind into being opportunity seeking. So anytime I saw a hot girl, I didn't know any system or anything to do, but I just started seeing each girl, you know, who I somewhat somewhat attracted to, as an opportunity to get to know someone new perhaps get some new insights onto their culture, their way of life, you know, their uh, background, actually start viewing women as humans, right? Connecting with them on that level. And, you know, from there, you know, I was really fumbling into a lot of interactions, but um, I learned a lot about myself, a lot about, you know, women in general, made a lot of great relationships. And so um, I started realizing that these tendencies within myself to be needy, to be value leeching, mm-hmm. to be creepy or whatever it is, right? To not really be authentic, right? All of these things started coming out because I really do feel that women are like mirrors onto us, right? right. So, you know, the more that um, you sort of, like these negative thoughts you have in your head or these weird intentions that you have, women are able to pick up on that very intuitively, right? Very, um, they're much more emotional than us, right? And so, for me, like, it was really a process of shifting my mind that, you know, Uh, these women are a reflection of myself right and not to get over these sort of judgmental ideas that I had you know social conditioning um, I started viewing that who am I to judge any of these women who am I to judge anyone everyone they're just a reflection of myself right and so it was a really a process a good process of becoming and um, sort of a self-development but really like mastering you know social dynamics and this sort of thing achieving a lot of success with dating and whatnot very very uh, nice journey
0: I would say <clears throat> all right. So you've been doing this for for a few years now, and um, where, where do you see kind of where do you want to see all this go with you mm. in the in, in the future? Okay. For
1: me personally, I really enjoy uh, coaching guys in person. So uh, right now I'm expanding. I'm doing a, uh, a online product, <clears throat> which I think that you know there's a lot of products, there's a lot of videos online, there's a lot of uh, books you can read on this, but from a lot of guys that i coach a lot of this material actually makes them more confused right so you watch one video it says do this the other video says do that this says this concept that concept so as with uh social conditioning like right, right like oh just uh, be a nice guy and it's gonna work out or like uh, women do not have sex on the first date it puts all these weird concepts in your mind that. It's not really natural, it's not how humans behave, right? The same thing with pickup, there's a lot of pickup conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. And so guys like, oh, I thought I have to do this and this sequence of uh, stories and stuff like that, and it really can fuck them up in the head too, right? And so I tried to look out on the market and uh, I realized that there's no product that kind of takes you from the beginning, like the start, the initial stages of getting into this, right, to the close, right? To like being able to go out there you know, actually have dates, actually have, you know, girlfriends or whatever your goal is, right? And so I wanted to break down that in my journey, I had a series of epiphanies, uh, whether they're mental shifts, emotional shifts, behavioral shifts, and I wanted to backtrack or baby step back. Like what if I was swung back into 2010 or so, right? And I was still like starting out like how can I go from where I was into where I'm at now, right? And so I kind of uh, structured each module in a way that's like a major shift that you're going to have to take place. So I call the program Social Shift because okay. there's like certain shifts at each level that need to take place for you to kind of work your way up. Kind of like uh, Kundalini Yoga, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like the the energy has to spiral through the crown chakra up to the, or sorry, the uh, root chakra up to the crown, right? So it's kind of like yeah, you have to go through these motions. Um, you know, of development in order to kind of see, achieve success, be content, and really, you know, capitalize and maximize opportunities around you.
0: You know, right? Yeah. And one thing I really loved about um, our the course that I went through with you is mm. um, the inner and outer game switches. Mm. So yeah. going from the concepts of inner game, which is mostly just mindset shifts, mm. and it's really just kind of cultivating that. I am enough mindset, yeah, which is which which is so so important. And recently, I've been listening to a lot of business entrepreneurs um, Mm -hmm. doing podcasts and doing other conversations. Mm -hmm. These are guys who have millions of dollars. They have, by societal standards, they're doing very well. Right, and they're talking about how. You know, the more money they get, the more stressed out they get because the more they have to lose. And it's like they're still not happy, fully happy within their lives, even though they have everything that most people seek to get. Right. Most people are going after to, I need to cheat. When I I have this, I'll be happy. When I have this, they have those (laughs) things. They realize it was all a mirage or something.
1: Right, right, right. So it's kind of like... You prove to yourself, for example, even for me in the beginning stages, like I want to prove to myself I can sleep with a lot of women mm-hmm. or, you know, pull a girl home out off the street. Like you do it to kind of prove something to yourself. It's sort mm-hmm. of a validation thing. Maybe these guys in business too. I want to prove them wrong. I'm going to make a ton of money. I'm going to prove that I can do this. Right. right. But then it's like you've already proved it to yourself. Now what? Right. right. If you're not fun- fundamentally <laughs> happy and you don't have that self-esteem, uh, self esteem, uh, self confidence, you don't have that contentment within. What is it all worth, right? It's like say you have a lot of money but no happiness, or you have uh, a lot of relationships with women but no money to eat or do anything. Or, right. You know, it's very important to handle you know your inner mindset, your inner um, self-esteem, but then also. Your business, your finances, your relationships, right?
0: Because it's sort of a part of a healthy lifestyle so ecosystem. It yeah, is as, as within so without. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like, exactly. And, I, and and to me, I honestly think that that's the most important thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know if. Y- if you spend your entire life seeking that next thing that's going to make you happy, and then mm-hmm. maybe what what if happens twenty years down the line or thirty years down the line you mm-hmm. you're like sixty years old and you're like, right, oh shit <laughs> you know, like, right oh, right I right got it I yeah still feel I still feel this emptiness so it's like right it's like really like cultivating that I'm enough <laughs> mindset, and just feeling like that that Love mm-hmm. of self and growing sure. and the actualization of self, I guess, mm-hmm. is to me is the, the internal game is the most important thing for every aspect of life.
1: I agree, I agree, and it's kind of like this. Think about it this way. So this is when uh, I realized this a long time ago. The the end of the day, right? You go home. You're laying on your bed. Are you comfortable in your own skin? Are you comfortable with your own thoughts? Because that's what the majority of your life is going to be spent alone, right? On your bed or mm-hmm. walking to the gym or whatever, right? Can you be comfortable with yourself? Is sort of I think the main challenge in life to a degree pickup is like you versus yourself right you versus these negative thoughts you yep. versus this ego struggle taking things personally i need something out of the girl i want her why is not she respond like it's you versus yourself right yeah. that's like the initial challenge just like kill your ego yeah selfless right and it's like once you get there then it's now it's like okay now i can actually connect with the yeah, girl it's, right yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's
0: really psychedelic too which i really enjoy
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah
0: exactly like exactly. one one thing is when we first started going out in the nighttime i would start thinking way too much about mm. about like uh Oh, I need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody, and this mm. and this, and that. I would start thinking about it. And naturally, I'm pretty, I'm pretty friendly, dude. If I'm not mm. thinking about, it, let's talk to people and have interactions, right? Mm-hmm. Then I start thinking about it and the pressure and the pressure, mm-hmm. and then it um, would just be a downward spiral. And, right. then, and there's kind of two things I want to talk about here. One is like when even if I go and talk to girls I wasn't even attracted to at this point, mm-hmm. they would kind of be repulsed away and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna walk away from this guy." <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, just like the energy was weird, you know, because I was right. thinking about it too much. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and that that's that's one thing the other thing was also um, there's one thing that you said to me that really helped me in this situation and that mm-hmm. was um, where it's another hermetic axiom mm. yeah, yeah. Where, where attention goes energy flows Right. and, and that's been my, my mantra recently with business and everything else But mm. I ever feel like because I go in these downward spirals sometimes where I focus mm-hmm. on like the negative things that are going on mm. and this is very unhealthy so yeah. now just like Switching that focus to the positive has right. that itself has had such positive impact on my life. Right, exactly. So it's usually in
1: those cases where you're like, I gotta approach, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. It's you fighting yourself, this ego battle, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, right? Where attention goes, energy flows. So you are creating a monster within yourself and you're feeding it this energy that's going in a downward spiral so like, right? N- yeah, exactly. Scarcity too scarcity mindset too, you're and, not an abundant mindset, right? Whereas like generally what I, you know, tell the students or I tell myself, I'm going out at night i'm giving the attention to feeling good feeling relaxed validating other you know making others feel good smiling happy you know sharing good energy with other people right so it's not i have to approach it's i i'm just putting myself into a state of relaxation and happiness and enjoying the night it's friday night I'm in a nice, beautiful club here. Look at Jesus is staring down at me in the case of this place called La Favilla. It's like,
0: how can I get any better? I got a cocktail. Uh, I got, got you, JC's my wingman. I mean, what the?
1: <laughs> I just got the best wingman in the world. So like, you know, it doesn't really get better, right? And so you can walk over um, with that mindset of relaxation. I'm already good enough for anybody. And you can walk over and you're just going to be in a chiller, relaxed vibe, which people pick up on, right? You don't need to talk to them, but it's like you're, you're feeling good. You see somebody that you know looks, fancies your eye or whatever catches your eye. And it's like, well, yeah, why not go over and talk to them? Why not go make their day? Why not make them smile? Right. Why not crack a joke and have fun together, right? To so sort of compound or you know, exponentially grow the energy that you're enjoying within yourself. Why not give back? Sort of like the Bodhisattva, right? Achieves enlightenment. And then he goes back into the world, into the club <laughs> situation <laughs> to give back positive energy and remind people of their Buddha nature, so to speak, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. There's
0: these subtle shifts in mindset that are yeah, just yeah. so, so powerful and so yeah, important because yeah. if you're coming from it in that way, then mm. you're just providing value to as many people as possible right? Exactly. rather than leeching value and rather than being...
1: Yeah, exactly. Value. And then, yeah, exactly. And then oddly enough, when you're in that mindset, when you're in that emotional state, you're not really seeking, you're, you know, you're moving interactions forward or whatnot, but you don't really expect anything because you can't control people they're not slaves. You're just there to provide value, have fun, and then, oddly enough, that's when things start actually happening, right? so people are like, "Oh, this guy's cool. I want to be around this guy. Yeah, I want to go have a drink with this guy, right? Because he's just having fun and giving energy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're trying to force it and put, need to do the approach, need to bounce the girl, need to give the opener, and then it's like,
0: Ugh. it's just, yeah. it's like, yeah.
1: yeah, it feels like dirty, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It so, feels yeah. off. It feels yeah, like, it feels off. It's okay. yeah. so
0: something not right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. but then once you like do manage to begin to cultivate this. Mindset, mm-hmm. and then it really does just overlap into every other aspect mm-hmm. of life, like through your relationships, through mm-hmm. your your family, your business, everything else. Right. Because you become um, an infectious personality, right? You become right. A, an, a personality that people want to surround themselves by and be around. Exactly. 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 Totally agree with that. Yeah. So, um, so for the guys sitting at home right now mm-hmm. who want to begin cultivating this within within themselves, mm-hmm. but they don't really know where to start Mm -hmm. or how to begin this journey, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest to them? Okay, so I'd say
1: um, you can take it easy on yourself, right? So there's a philosophy in Japan, um, as I'm so ingrained in the Asian cultures, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, called Kaizen, which is being applied to a lot of American businesses. Actually, my father, who is a government worker, he said recently some Kaizen uh, business people some sort of like, uh, what do they call it, like consulting firm or something. They came in and they're like, oh, we're gonna apply this Japanese philosophy to the government in America, right? Which I thought was totally interesting. But anyways, what Kaizen is, it's kind of baby stepping, um, it's creating little baby steps that build competence, right? Uh, and that actually build confidence, right? So for example, you mentioned you want to go to the gym. Uh, You're trying to cultivate that, right? And so I would recommend you like, yeah, get your gym bag ready, get your shoes in there. You know, you can even sleep in your gym clothes. You wake up, you're already ready to go, right? And so you made these little baby steps that make it easy to, um, like small wins, right? That make it easy to achieve that big win that you want, right? So the same thing with pickup, I would say you can challenge yourself to just go outside, walk around the street or go to a cafe, make eye contact, smile at other people, you know, say hello, even, oh, have a good day, you know, how's your day going? Little stuff like that, you don't have to stay there, right? You're just cultivating the action of, you know, holding eye contact, smiling, that sort of thing, right? And then after a few days, you can walk up, you make that eye contact, you smile, then you give them a compliment, like, oh, just have to say, the the shoes are super dope, or whatever, like, just have to say you have a really cool style about you, have a good day, right? So you're giving value and then you're leaving, right? So you're actually um, entering into a mini conversation, but you just eject, right? After that, once you do that um, for a few days, then after giving the compliment, just try to stay in there, share a little bit of information about what you're up to today. you know try to find out what their story is right And then you know you can stay in for maybe 30 seconds if you can or 20 seconds, maybe just a couple back and forth sentences. Okay, cool, have a nice day. You've got to get going right And so you just keep you know pushing that further and further and further until it's a very natural smile, talk to somebody and keep up the conversation and see where it goes, right? So that could be, that's a very good tip. Um, also, you mentioned back in Thailand, uh, you had a little thing that you pushed yourself, right?
0: Yeah, so I would I would be out and say the mall, right? And I would say, mm-hmm. okay, I can't leave the mall mm-hmm. until I talk to three pretty girls. Uh, yeah. and do, yeah. You're not allowed to... Yeah. If you have to spend the night here, spend the night here. Like, this, yeah. No, like yeah, yeah. This is yeah. where you stay you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I used to do little challenges like that too when I was starting. Like I couldn't go home and sleep until I t- chatted with three girls, right? Uh-huh. And I don't know if this happened to you, but um, for certain people it works. For me, it worked because mm-hmm. I think I maybe perhaps we both have the psychology of that. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like parenting yourself as a child. Like okay, I'm gonna punch myself if I don't you know do this, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a little. Uh, like the the possible future of not doing this i'm i'm afraid of that future where i'm not chatting with girls and not expanding my awareness right so it's like i want to divert that so i can you know it's like forcing yourself into right action basically right some people it's a little bit too much pressure i've noticed so maybe the kaizen approach is better for other people with a different psychology that like they need a hard parent you know what i mean like a hard trainer or something i think that approach is very good right uh yeah yeah it's really i think it was really helpful for me to do something like that as well
0: little challenges like that right like can't go
1: home till i say what's up to like three girls right
0: yeah Mm -hmm yeah Yeah, for for me I feel like that's a step where it was because like the interactions weren't an issue if I was already if I was at a house party or something Mm -hmm. the interactions are fine Mm -hmm. it's more just like breaking through that um, fear of going to do this in a public place. Because, like, oh, you know, mm. what if someone's... So, this is these, yeah. these probably excuse me. Somebody right. might be looking. Right, you right, know, right. Like, right, like right, oh, right. I'm, I'm bothering and this and that. Right, right, right. Getting over these limiting beliefs and mindsets that are holding you back, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I think a, a, a big thing about it for people who are just interested in this is really just taking mm-hmm. the steps. Yeah, uh, yeah, comedy. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that
1: for most people, I mean... I think that it is useful to either find somebody you know who is already cold approaching and who already has some right. degree of success because you could have like a mentor or you can see how they're doing it, you can kind of mimic them a little bit or pick up some good you know, notes or pick up some good insights, right? For a lot of people, um, probably getting coaching is a good idea, right? Yeah. It's like anything, right? You might go to the gym, you, oh, you might go to the gym and be lifting weights but are you really working the right muscle groups you might be wasting yeah. your own time right yeah and you could really um speed up that progress
0: tenfold by just hiring a coach you know yeah yeah and that's, so, then yeah. that becomes like how much is your time worth and, I'm nice to yeah. be, I, and I came from a place of scarcity mindset where i would never want to waste money on a coach let learn myself <laughs> but now i was like, no my right. time is valuable my time is worth a lot exactly so why, why would i spend a year of my life trying to figure this out where i can like get an intensive coach and do this for a few weeks and just start getting those those basics down right exactly like if you know somebody who's
1: good at business and uh you know has you know great results in his business and you're trying to do a similar sort of thing at least in marketing or advertising why not even say hey you know i'll uh i'll uh, pay you to teach me like you can actually pursue mentors you can be proactive about pursuing mentors you know Mm -hmm. or if there's somebody you know has a program for example i have a program that i'm coaching guys and you know everybody's very happy with the results then you know You know, find somebody that you resonate with. Find somebody that you think, perhaps he's either where you want to be, or the people that he's coached have gotten results on the results that you want, right? Right. They're, you know, in this area, in the uh, dating relationships area, or in finance, or in marketing, or what what have you, right? Fitness, right? A good personal trainer, you know, has a good track record, right? Right. You're not going to go a personal trainer who. (laughs) <laughs> all like of his scrawny. clients are like fat yeah, <laughs> scrawny and then like all of his clients no are like they've been with him six months and they're all out of shape you know what I mean they're not in any good shape right yeah. they look the same as they did before the six months right so it's the same kind of thing I think in anything um, you also have to be somewhat cautious too at the same time like okay what's this person's track record you know does is he coaching clients successful or is it sort of just marketing right same thing in uh, like fitness same thing in business find people who have the results you want and then go for that right or have coached people successfully on those results right right
0: yeah yeah certainly Mm -hmm. um yeah it's getting that kind of that social proof and find Mm -hmm. that it's actually worked and then also the accountability that that to me is for for me personally that's another really a really big thing that i kind of need is just to be just be held accountable for for taking the action steps right right exactly
1: a lot of it is um you know, honestly, if I was just loaded with billions of dollars, I would still want to do this because, as I mentioned earlier, I do get a deep sense of satisfaction from helping guys, you know, overcome their emotional blocks or mental, um, interrupting their mental thought loops and whatnot, right? And really helping them achieve happiness and success, not only in dating but in their life in general, right? But I realized this a long time ago when I was in, kind of interning guys or coaching them for free. Mm-hmm. Is that you're going to get over half of them that you, you know, take them on for free? they need to have something invested into it. Yeah, for sure. If they're not invested in the program or invested in this kind of thing, then they're not really going to follow up on the advice. They're not, you know, part of it is you, like you said, accountability, right? Yeah. Uh, that's why, you know, you pay some money down for a program or for a trainer or whatever it is. You have skin in the game. You're like, all right, yeah. I put
0: the money in. I might as well follow through. There's, there's been a bunch of studies on this also. And yeah. I've, like, mm-hmm. I've, like, I've downloaded courses for free before and I never follow through and finish them. Exactly. Because there's skin in the game, some money. I'm like, okay, you know, I put something down. Something's on the line. I'm going to do this.
1: Exactly. I've noticed this just in my life. Like, people who torrent everything, and I do also torrent stuff too. Yeah. You know, I'm not uh, guilt free of this right I torrent stuff too but people who like torrent how to get in shape or torrent how to pick up I I realize like (laughs) almost none of them are successful but then I I meet other guys like oh I paid for this coach I got amazing results or no I fucking hit up uh, yeah I'm I'm training with like the best jujitsu guy here in Bali and like oh shit he's actually good at it it's not just you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because they invested themselves and they held themselves accountable rather than just it's sort of rather than just expecting a freebie or having that mindset like
0: I expect stuff you know what I mean yeah, and I, I definitely yeah. understand the satisfaction that you get within this because it's a really beautiful thing as yeah. they're watching so like you pouring a little a little water on the flowers and watching them grow you know, so, <laughs> you know take yeah. these guys and I'm sure you've experienced such yeah. a wide range of individuals also mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean I've seen I'm, I'm doing, doing this with my business partner and I, I push him I'm like yeah, bro, go 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 yeah and I push yeah, yeah. in the back they know like, I don't want to but you know she's busy to nah, go and I was going to push and it feels great as you see like the interactions go well and it's like, right, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for the push right right
1: right it's very and then uh, to see him now he's just like he'll be out and he'll just all of a sudden start he's he's being more proactive now Yeah, right? like he'll get the ball rolling himself now and yeah uh, in his case too like he uh got his first ever little relationship with a girl that he met that was just on the beach by yep. herself and you know the first time meeting somebody like that a stranger into you know this beautiful relationship they're traveling around the island mm-hmm. meditating in these pyramid uh, sound pyramids together <laughs> you know it's a beautiful thing right it's something that uh, they would not have um, had the chance there, there would be no opportunity there if he yeah, didn't take he, that action he, he almost didn't approach her either yeah see so and then he's just like finally he did and he, right. there you go yeah now he won't shut up
0: about it I was kidding I was just kidding <laughs> it's <I'm just kidding. laughs> a beautiful thing though yeah, yeah definitely yeah, You know, yeah, great relationship thing. win-win re- relationships right? exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um, yeah it's really it's really great so have you personally have you had any so I, I was big to Neil Strauss before and Neil Strauss mm-hmm. and for those who don't know him he was like th- he made pick up mainstream, mm-hmm. and he right. wrote the book "The Game," where he talked about his journey in Los Angeles and talking to, doing approaches and talking to girls. And um, mm-hmm. it was a really like dorky kind of <laughs> style yeah. book about game. Right, it's really good. Neil Strauss is an amazing author. But then a few years later, once he turned from this, I think he was a virgin or close to being a virgin, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. a nerd, and he was mm-hmm. I don't know how exact how old he was at that point. Yeah, but then he became this from the super nerd to be able to get any girl that he could. Right want that he, mm-hmm. he knew exactly how to get girls, and he mm-hmm. still found that he wasn't satisfied, right? so eventually he found himself dating the most beautiful girl, the girl of his dreams he never even believed it would be possible that was beautiful of this beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. And he was like fucking her best friend in her his car or something he was like, well, what? right. and he's like hey. what's wrong with me right and, then, and this inspired him to write a book called The Truth, where he kind of went to mm-hmm. a, a journey of what type of relationships really worked for him because he mm-hmm. he was he still wasn't satisfied mm-hmm. once he was Able to get all the girls. Right, 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 right.
1: Yeah. See, see, that's why I, in my program, as you've been through my program, mm-hmm. uh, I coach the inner game aspect, the mental and the emotional part, and not just the... And I coach also the outer game, the technique, the... You know what I mean? The outer... Um, uh, technique of it or the outer structure of it mm-hmm. because like what you're saying with Neil Strauss and back in those days, right, they were really focused on like routines and games and this outer game structure. That well, Back then there was no inner game. They didn't even have this concept. There's just right. running through these motions. So they're doing something. It was like they're running through the motions, but they didn't have the mindsets there. Right. Interesting. Okay. You know, so, right? so that's
0: just what happens when you focus fully on the outer game and then you right. still have your empty inside. Because it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. That's why when I coach guys, I try to coach them through the mindsets, through the emotions and the behaviors that way they're the behaviors are coming from the right place and Mm -hmm. from the like i said the abundance mindset you know the i'm enough mindset that sort of thing because when they're coming from there you're 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 content within yourself and you're bringing value versus like oh i got to do all this and you know what's the next lay kind of thing right does that make sense so it's very important that you know i think both go hand in hand one without the other so if you have inner game without outer game it's mental masturbation to an extent right whereas if you have uh Outer game without inner game, it's empty, it's uh incomplete, it's uh you know, it's not satisfactory at a deeper level, right? Right, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. Um, as far as students I've coached, I mean, I think that we we're talking about relationships in the last question. I think that uh, everybody, there is here's this trick, here's the actual truth, here's the dirty truth in the pickup world, right? There is no perfect setup as far as relationships goes. What I'm saying is that. For some guys, actually, it really depends on that person. They, I've coached clients that they want to settle down, they want to get married, and they meet a girl. After meeting a lot of girls, they find out what they like, they find out uh, you know, what physical um, attributes they like, sexual things they like, emotional things they like, right? And so for those guys, meeting a lot of girls and then settling for one, and getting married, and having kids, and settling down, that's part of their values, that's part of their psychology, right? But then you have another client who's totally not on that end. If he did that, he would be sabotaging himself you would feel very restricted for other people, you know, having uh, multiple open relationships or uh, MLTRs, they call it multiple uh, long term relationships, right? Those are, that's more of a satisfactory thing, right? Because they're able to, um, they might have a strong physical connection with one, they might have a very strong emotional connection with one, right? but it's, a, it's just a different, they are different relationships that all open relationships. You're talking about yeah. Aubrey Marcus, right? Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people on the frontier in this sort of um, uh, area as well, right? Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's just the next step of exploration, right? Because yeah. it's kind of, you look into it and it seems mm-hmm. like the, the current marital system that we have is yeah. a little bit flawed and it's given the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little. A little. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's just a whole other area yeah. of exploration. There's a lot of people who are doing this exploration right now. That, yeah, Aubrey Marcus is one of my... Um, yeah one of my heroes so i'm, I'm really a big fan to too yeah yeah That's so what, yeah. you know he's in an active open relationship where they have multiple mm-hmm. partners right and um and they're very transparent about it mm-hmm. and he says Aubrey Marcus is also really big in psychedelics and he says mm-hmm. that you know the biggest psychedelic is these these relationships like, right
1: and yeah. i totally agree with and that it, like, it pushes, yeah. like
0: it pushes your ego to, it does, to yeah. help to deal with this because he knows deep down that everything is love right and he feels yeah. he he, he feels love for, for the world and everything else, but then yeah. But then why then do I feel this need for ownership and like clinging onto it? and then right. and, and it's just another it's the next step with that ego game. Right, right, right. Cause uh we I mean, yeah exactly
1: it's our egos, they want to control things, and sort of social conditioning, she's my, even the language you use, Mm -hmm. she's my. My girl. Yeah, my girl, and it's like you never really, I mean, that's what I even coach the clients, after you approach a girl, you have her phone number, you slept with her, you're dating her, she's never actually yours. Sure, there is this us bubble of the relationship, there is a um, companionship, there is a connection, but she's her own free individual, she's her own being, you never actually, you can actually never expect anything from her, too, right? Like everything's a bonus that you give value, she'll uh, most likely reciprocate it, but you never actually own anybody, right? And that's a really hard thing to, for guys to, a hard pill for guys to swallow, so to speak, because mm-hmm. we're taught that, like, no, once you have sex with her and then you're in a relationship, she's yours, you own her. But it's, it's a false paradigm. Like, no one's ever a slave, right? I'm not saying that marriage isn't possible. I've known, you know, coach guys who got married. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But coming from that mindset, they were able to at least come into it from a very healthy, realistic mindset of abundance. And if the marriage doesn't work out, they have the abundance. They have the skill set to go out on the street, right. meet another girl, and have other future relationships instead of, you know, I'm locked into this just because I don't have the ability to meet new people you know what I mean yeah. it's a
0: totally different place to come from though. yeah it's that yeah. bonus that appreciation yeah and, so sure. and I feel like I feel like all of life is just learning to deal with like mm-hmm. different parts of our own egos and to yeah. different acceptability parts of accepting ourselves you know it's all just kind of giant roller coaster ride of of pushing and kind of purging and then coming back again just like yeah, yeah, the yeah. ups and the downs and the growth and then the learning to deal with wow. and whether our, with ourselves and it's just sure. like and it's all sure. just like a really challenging and mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. kind of ride no, i totally agree totally agree with that yeah and so um Yes, yeah, so what's next for you,
1: right? So for me, I'm going to be heading back to the States for a while, uh, which will be good. I like to go back every year. And as I mentioned, you know, uh, like family and stuff is very important to me, right? Like a lot of people who get heavy into something, they sort of obsess on it and they neglect, you know, certain areas of their life. But for me, I try to have a good connection with my family. I try to live a well-rounded, happy life, right? Because at the end of the day, I feel like, being well-rounded, you know, covering all those bases, that's what's really going to make you happy. Like I mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. ecosystem of, you know, happiness. So I'll be back with my family for a couple of weeks, then I'll be off to Korea for a while, and then I actually might either be coming back to Bali for a short all time, right. which is a, a pretty big possibility, I'm going to yeah. say. Um, and then in summer I'm doing a tour in uh, Europe, actually. We'll be doing some infield videos um, and affiliate stuff, and so I'll probably be... Uh, in Eastern Europe, probably more like Poland, Estonia. Um, maybe Ukraine, and then might make my way to like Austria and Germany as well. So
0: we'll see. Yeah, Exciting plans, yeah? Yeah, it's ex- yeah. awesome, man. Traveling the world, helping yeah, yeah, people yeah. out, growing your own business. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. uh, it's, good. it's good stuff, man. Exactly. So um, if someone's listening, if someone's listening this far and they're still mm-hmm. hanging out, mm-hmm. they're probably interested in potentially getting in contact with you or maybe sure. getting, a, do you have a Facebook group? Do you have, where, where can people find you?
1: Okay, so you can find me, uh, okay, you can, there's a couple ways, okay? So you can either find me um, on one of my websites is pickupkorea.com, which is fa- focused mostly on Asia. Um, however, you can also uh, email me personally at uh, ketherk. key, uh, <laughs> key. Kether key at k, Yeah, kether. uh, You can email me personally, K at yahoo.com. So it's k e t h e r k at yahoo.com, and uh, we can also hop on a Skype call if you're interested in anything and yeah it would be very uh cool to hear from some people from the podcast too yeah and i know you have a new course coming out as well right 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 so uh it's going to be called social shift online and uh it'll be released most likely in about a month and so maybe later on in the uh, podcast notes you can link that program up you know it's not totally finished yet but uh we're getting there we're wrapping it up you know and the final uh, polish on it, you know? So
0: yeah. it'd be really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on. We're definitely going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really nice to kind of, well, to have hung out with you for the past several weeks mm-hmm. and then also to just get you here to kind of, because you're about to leave in a few days, yeah. to kind of cap this off. And I, I really love and appreciate how how well rounded mm-hmm. um, you are within your life and how you kind mm-hmm. of see this for for open mindedly for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate that viewpoint because that's kind of how I look at it as nice. well about yeah. this kind of just all this is just about that that yeah. growth and and in yeah. all aspects of our lives
1: yeah definitely definitely so um and yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh direction of this podcast too because we we're saw. just talking about the unconventional lifestyle yeah is uh like me and phil were on the beach the other day and we're just looking at these guys um it's a great thing about pickup again too to bring back to pickup is that you know you really develop this sort of observation remember i taught you guys uh, mm-hmm. observe people sort of uh be aware of their body language their rhythm you Know their, their routine and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and uh, you just see these guys on the beach, they're uh, they're coaching surfing or they're surfing instructors, but then they're also using it to pick up girls and they're using it for their like lead generation and stuff okay. like that. So it's like it's just if you look around the world, the world's an interesting place. I don't understand how people are bored if you just walk outside, there's all these weird, you know, there's weird situations and people living these unconventional lifestyles. So I think that's a cool little
0: you know uh um niche for you, you know? yeah i think i think raggy me the the brand of this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. which i'm excited about <laughs> right, so yeah, right. yeah. unconventional podcast part yeah around conventional lifestyles part one
1: yeah exactly so, maybe do some video stuff later maybe if we even meet up in europe that'd be cool film a little uh thing in europe you know yeah in the summertime that'd be dope yeah yeah we'll mm-hmm. see it's, yeah.
0: Uh, it's exciting stuff for both of us so yeah. yeah um it'll be cool to catch up again and yep. we'll kind of recap what we've been up to and uh yeah man so thanks for coming on all right cool uh, peace out peace out podcast world as always uh like subscribe um below so yeah all right cool yep